the Lord has just seen fit to, to bring a lot of people with servant hearts uh, to this place. And um, it's a joy to, to serve one another and to serve the Lord together. So uh, one of those servant leaders that the Lord brought to us at just the right time was a guy named Dave Sullivan and his family. And um, uh, I'll start with a quick story, and then, and then I'm going to interact with Dave a little bit. Uh, Dave is completing a five-year term as a pastor elder here at Christ Community, and uh, we just want to celebrate that well today and, and pray for him and his family in this new season. But I remember uh, one of my favorite stories to tell, my first Sunday as a staff member at Christ Community Church, I had been put in charge of... Um, I've been put in charge of making sure that we had someone to tell the story. And Dave Sullivan was going to share the story. And he texted me on Sunday morning. He said, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. And so uh, he, he ended up getting me in way more trouble than he knew because I automatically texted our pastor at the time, Lee Webb. I said, hey, man, we're not going to have a story today. Dave Sullivan is out. And he goes, yes, we are. We always have a story. And that was my first Sunday as a staff member. And so uh, if I remember correctly, I think Sherry Allen bailed me out that morning. My mother-in-law, I was really grateful. I was living in her house at the same time. Like the, it, was a, it was a great morning there at Christ Community. So Dave, you got me in trouble. And that was my first introduction to Dave Sullivan. I don't remember, and I will neither confirm nor deny that. Right, story. yeah, you bailed on me. So, um, but we've, uh, we've grown to become good friends and uh, partners in crime. Um, as I mentioned, you served the last five years as a pastor elder here at Christ Community. Um, here's the thing. Pastor elders at Christ Community, whenever we affirm pastor elders, we want to affirm uh, guys that we see uh, fulfilling that role already, just naturally out of their gifts and who they are. And, and you don't get to that place if you don't love Jesus. So I think it's always really important that we share the story of how we first fell in love with Jesus and what that looked like in our lives, because it's so important for us to remember those things. So share that with us. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. I, I brought some notes, and then I forgot my notes this morning and had my wife bring my notes, so I don't know if I'll even use them. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my story with Jesus is uh, like everybody's. It's got its twists and turns. I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, I grew up in church. I, you know, for the first long period of my life, I was just following rules, and it was more about what you didn't do than what you did do, um, but that doesn't get your heart connected with him. And so I followed the rules and probably lied about whether or not I was following them for a long time. Went to college, you know, went a little bit wild, kept faking it, but I really fell in love with Jesus when I reached the, you know, I was always on the track. You know, I went straight to, I went to college when I was 17. I knew I was going to go to some kind of postgraduate work. I, you know, I, I had it all together from the outside. But my junior year college just realized that I was still empty, you know, and this, this, I had to figure out how to make this real because I was trying to fill my life up with, with things that wouldn't fill it. And so that probably first happened my junior year of college. I realized that all the things that I was chasing or trying to do or all the box that I was checking from the world standpoint just left me empty. And I, I don't think any of us can really find Jesus until we get desperate. So that's the first time I really felt desperate for him. But then fast forward a few years, the time when he called me to more was right around the time when I stepped out of the law firm world and brought my own practice back to Shelbyville. I left Hope Church in Frankfurt and came here and when Sparrow Mission started. All of that is really when I think 
Christ got a hold of my heart and said, hey, you need to start letting go. Let go of what you're holding on to so tightly. And when I loved him and trusted him and had enough faith in him to start doing that, then I'd, I think, you know, unfortunately, I'd have to say, I'd, I don't know if I really was captured by that love until I was in my 30s, you know, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, and incidentally, all the stuff that we're going to talk about this morning, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I have any of the answers that we're talking about. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a daily process um, of choosing him, of choosing to lay down and surrender to him and to surrender to that love every day. So I, I certainly don't have it all figured out. Yeah. Um, I love your spirit of, uh, as you put it, uh, letting go, sacrifice. And I think it's so important because, um, man, for, for some of us, we have this heritage like Katie and I were talking this morning. We're going to have another baptism next Sunday of another kid coming out of Community Kids. And I love that that heritage is being placed in kids' lives. But then, but then there's also the reality for so many of us that as we become adults, um, we're trying to figure out what that heritage means. We're also... We're trying to figure out what it means to keep following Jesus, right? Like, how do we really fall in love with him? And so, um, man, you come to this point and you kind of breezed over it all, but it's so important. The Lord calls you to leave a big-time law firm, everything you thought you were supposed to be doing, to, to come and start a small-town law firm, uh, all these things changing. And, and I, I don't think you appreciate the faith that that takes because the world tells us that that's not success. So... What's and, and, and the beauty of it, right, is that that's allowed you to be a husband, a, a father in a way that you can be a father, a spiritual leader in your church. So what's been the hardest part of, of doing that when the world is saying, this is what success looks like, but here's the calling that I have for you? I, I think the hardest part for all of us is, you know, whether it's a big fork in the road that God leads you to or whether it's just a choice that you're making every day. I mean, it's all about the trade-off, Right. I mean, we have to face the reality that what Jesus constantly preached about and pointed us to is the exact opposite of what the world points us to in terms of, in terms of success and value. So if I don't choose every day or make major decisions thinking, am I valuing what everybody tells me to value or am I valuing what Jesus values, then we're going to miss it. Uh, so the hardest part specifically for me I mean, again, when, I, when I, I left a big law firm in Louisville when Jen was pregnant with our third child and I left and didn't have a client. You know, I mean, it was from the outside perspective of the, it, it sounds odd to say, and it's a testament to Jen for even supporting me through that process because most people wouldn't do that. Um, it sounds odd to say, but everyone else around us, it felt like was probably scratching their heads and for us it made perfect sense. Like, I don't know. It's just that peace that can only come from him. And I think the gist of it was, do you think that you're your own provider or do you trust me to provide? And more importantly, do you trust me to provide what you really need or what you think you need? And it was just a stepping off point for us. But the trade, I mean, we have to recognize what Jesus taught is contrary to what the world teaches. So you're trading the temporary for the eternal. You're trading comfort for real life. You know, in our world today, you're trading perception for reality. You know, we live, in a, we live in a world where perception is king, right? But the reality is that the real life is there where nobody's looking and it's found in Jesus. So, but we have to make, and again, 
I don't have all this figured out. It, it, is a, it is a strong pull back to what the world says is valuable and we're all susceptible to it. So I can't just rest on that one decision from a few years ago. I've got to keep deciding that. And I fail at it. You know, we all do. So that's, good. So that's probably the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that daily struggle to keep an eternal perspective, to keep our eyes on Jesus. That's, uh, that's good. And that's the challenge of our adult faith, right? Um, so over the last five years, you served as a pastor elder. And uh, you've brought that kind of eternal perspective to the leadership of our church. Um, while at the same time, uh, when you're a pastor elder, uh, when you're in that kind of spiritual leadership, the Lord's going to grow you in ways that he has never grown you before. So um, give, give people some insight as to how the Lord has grown you spiritually over the last five years as you've served in that role. Yeah, I mean, I think um, this is probably the hardest question to answer because it requires you to, to look inward. Um, you know, I, th- I think I've grown in knowing who I am in Christ and just resting in that um, because we all have to have that thing when we're resting in him that nothing can shake because we're all going to get shaken, right? So I'd, I think I've grown in knowing who I am in him. Uh, and again, this concept, you know, I've, I want to be much more concerned about, I, I don't want to think about how people perceive me as opposed mm. to whether or not they believe me. Mm. Like, am I looked at a certain way? Or do, when people see what I'm doing or hear what I'm saying, do they believe me? You know, is it authentic? Is it real? Because, again, we can just slip into this perception of, well, as long as everything looks good. And, and frankly, it's a, it's a slippery slope for me because that's kind of how I grew up. Again, as long as everything looks okay on the outside, then everything's okay. But that's just fake life. So I, I think I've grown in that area. Um, I think I've grown in the area of just praying and taking the little things to God, you know, and again, it's just real talk with Jesus, whether it's a case that I'm dealing with or a stressor that I'm dealing with in my family or something we're dealing with in the church. It's not fancy, you know, it's just real, just taking things down. But at the same time, you know, I've still got struggles where I need to go deeper, you know, things I need to let go of. I, I want to hunger and thirst for his word more than I do, frankly, you know, I've got, so I'm, there's still challenges there. Again, I, I don't want the perception to be that I've, well, I'm just all grows up now, you know, and uh, I've got it all figured out because every day you got to lay it down. Um, so abide, John 15, 5 is one of my, you know, if we're not connected to the vine, if we're not abiding in the vine, then we're going to miss the eternal and just, you know, either satisfy ourselves or just produce a bunch of things that fade away. So, um, but it's, again, I'm still challenged and fall short, you know, so, so as you, as you think about, as you think about, um, y- y- this idea of letting go in your adult faith, continuing to have faith and not just resting on the fact that, well, Hey, I'm a believer. I got my ticket to heaven. I'm good to go. Nope. We got to keep going outside. As you think about how you've grown in that and in your transparency and how you're modeling that for others, um, maybe share with us a little bit of the joy that's come as you've continued to take those faith steps. I, I, I don't know why I turned that off. I, I think one more, you'll remember from, especially when I first came in, you know, I literally just jumped in and hit the ground running when I came to CCC. And anybody who knows me, I'm a hard charger, but sometimes you charge too fast without waiting. <laughs> you know, so I think God's grown me in the area of waiting for him, you know, and seeing how he's weaving things together. But man, when I was writing down the joys of serving here, you know, that, that was the easy question to answer. So, um, 
you know, we always joke, I always joke with my buddy Justin in Honduras, when you, when you think about leading or you're looking for the next leaders, you don't look at the people who keep asking about leading, you see who's doing the dishes, right? And that's what I love about this church is everybody's willing to do the dishes, you know, and then the leadership just grows out of that. So, yeah, it was obviously, I mean, it's obviously been a thrill for me and will continue to be a thrill for me to lead the Honduras trips and we had huge trips those first couple of years, and it was just a blast. There was so much energy in it. The one day, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was just going through all these memories, thinking about this one day, and just seeing God call us to this church building and how he provided in such an incredible way. Uh, growing with you and the staff and the leadership, our incredible volunteers, you know, just seeing them day after day, faithfully, you know, doing the thankless jobs. Um, Community groups, I and mean, we had a, Jen and I were leading a community group at one point that had 50 people in it. Like, it was just insane, but, and I still feel... <laughs> what, what was that face? It, it was just... Oh, it was, it was nuts. <laughs> well, like 25 of them were kids, so you can There you imagine. go. All right. Yeah. Great um, joy, right? That great joy. But I still feel, even going back to that, there are people in this room that were in that original community group that I still feel like are family, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. CCC's commitment to giving in mission, I don't think, having grown up in church... Just understand how unique that is. The percentage that we give to mission, the faithful commission, commitment we have to mission, to Sparrow missions or to whatever mission you care about, the consistent faithfulness to that is just so new, unique and refreshing. So it's just been a joy to be a part of all that. Yeah, just good. So um, one, of the, one of the things that I think is important about Christ Community Church and their leadership is that uh, because we are affirming leaders that are already leading, the neat thing is is that we also have a lot of leaders that have served as a pastor elder, and then they continue to serve in the roles that they're serving in because uh, it's an office that they hold for a season. And so uh, Dave will continue to lead in a lot of uh, ways that he's already leading. Um, and um, to that end, you know, you'll continue to be a, a leader that, that we listen to and, and hear speak and different things. But um, as we as we finish this time before I pray for you, um, share your hopes for Christ Community. You know we're getting ready to we're talking a lot right now in our leadership rooms about hey 2020 is year 10 and then we're thinking about the next 10. Share what your hopes might be. Yeah, I um, well I mean I love to teach, um, so obviously I hope and expect to continue to do that in some capacity. Um, but my hope is that we just keep going. I mean, we're getting ready to start this, uh, this Abide series, just abiding in Christ and what that means. But we have to keep going. We can't rest. We can't relax. And I'm talking to me first. I mean, I don't even know. We've had a couple things in our lives and my family's lives that are kind of creating space right now. So I don't know what God's going to do with that space. And it's a little unsettling and kind of exciting. And I, I like to be in an unsettled place uh, because Frankly, I've probably been a little too settled for a little too long. Um, So in terms of what I I hope for the church and what God has for us together, I mean, we just have to, we have to stay broken for people. We have to keep that burden for people. That's what drives everything. It has to be driven by Jesus, the gospel, and our brokenness and our burden, or it just becomes humanitarianism or self-help. I mean, it always feels good to help people right? But if it's not driven by burden, number one, it'll fade. And if it's not driven by or powered by the gospel, then it'll just lose its efficacy. I mean, it just will. So that's my hope for us. And my hope is that we would all just continue to make the trade. Trade what matters forever 
for what fades right in front of us. Trade it. Think about what that means in your own life. I need to think about what that means in my life every day. What is the world dangling in front of me that doesn't matter? That's going to rob me of what matters. And trade it. Make the trade. What's God calling us to lay down? Where's he sending us? Who's doing the dishes? Who's going to be the next leader? You know, so I, I just, I, I enjoy just thinking about, praying about process and all these things because really it's a challenge for me and my family first and foremost. What's he calling us to next mm-hmm. within the church and outside of these walls? So it's exciting, but let's just get some fresh fire, you know, and some clarity together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep going. Well, would you all join me in expressing, expressing appreciation for Dave's leadership over the last five years? Dave, I want to pray for you and for Jen and for the kids. And uh, as we continue in our time of worship today, and, um, and then we'll sing together and, and continue to worship him. So, God, we, uh, we just come to you so grateful. Uh, when I come across leaders like Dave and Jen, I, I just pray a prayer of gratitude that, like, man, thank you, Lord, for allowing my path to cross theirs, across the scope of time and space and all these things. Man, you saw fit to let me interact and be friends with a guy named Dave Sullivan and his family, and I'm just so thankful for that. And uh, Father, we just pray for he and for Jen and for the kids that in this new season of serving you that uh, he would find great joy, that his passion for um, uh, seeing lost people found, uh, for carrying the burden of of man the gospel with him, we pray that that would find uh, even new life again. In, uh, in you. Help him to make the trade. And uh, God, we pray that his leadership, his continued leadership here at CCC would continue to inspire us to give more of ourselves to you, uh, to keep going, to join you uh, in the mission that you've called us to. Uh, we're just so thankful for D- Dave's uh, servant leadership, his sacrifice. And we pray, God, that you continue to, to make your name great because of what you're doing in his life. We pray all this in Jesus' name.